Hi, I'm Quinn Carnegie. Welcome to Manifestation, Motivation and Passion. If you're looking to transform by delving into brain science, sacred inner wisdom and want to heal and feel great about your life and live in your powerful loving center or bringing affluence into your world, then tune in and let's evolve together. Hi, I'm Quinn and today we have Ramona Leone Mooney who was raised in Michigan by a family practicing law and discussing civil liberties by the TV. Ramona studied ecosystems, earning her a Bachelor of Science degree at Michigan State University at the College of Human Ecology. Since that time, she studied spiritualism, health, certified in therapeutic healing while living in California and Hawaii. She has pacifying effect on people and an accomplished entrepreneur with 30 years running her creative workroom in Ann Arbor, Michigan. She has an advanced certifications in brain health, neuroencoding and specialities. Thank you, Ramona, for joining us today. Can you tell me how you started with your creative business? I knew fabrics like the back of my hand, okay? Mm. And then I went to Southern California, and while I was getting an art degree, I worked in a dressmaking shop, and the woman there who was highly accomplished at dressmaking took me under a wing had me come to her apartment twice a week for a year and a half, and she emptied her head into mine. She was my mentor for dressmaking. Yes. And so when I came back home to Michigan, where I was born and all my Italian relatives are here, I opened my own dressmaking business. It grew because one of my uh, clothing alterations customers, in fact, my best one, she... uh, meaning that she came back often (laughs) with clothes for me to alter. Um, She asked me to make a slip cover. And at that time, my son was five years old, and I didn't have enough time for him because I had so many customers. But the slip cover took a week to make, and it was a week's worth of money. So there was the solution. So I started exclusively making slip covers, got so many orders that I needed the help of independent contractors to help me. I found the women through the 4-H organization here in the States where all the women in 4-H know how to sew. They've probably extended it to the boys as well now. (laughs) And um, we were booked three months in advance for making slipcovers for 10 years in a row. Wow, that's incredible. I had a company van. I had a company. Yeah, it was amazing. It was like my own job security that I created. Mm. (laughs) Because it kept going and it kept going and we were always booked three months in advance and it kept going year after year after year for 10 years. And uh, I had a company van with my uh, logos on it and my phone number and people would stop me in parking lots and they ask if I could do this or that for them. And I had cable TV advertising on television um, where a magic wand went over your old worn out sofa and a beautiful slip cover painted on as the magic wand went over your slip cover, oh, went over your sofa. <laughs> it was a really cool commercial. Fantastic. Um, it sounds like a cool commercial. Uh, yeah. yeah. After, uh, 35 years, my massage therapist told me I was going to be permanently bent over like an old lady walking through the grocery store. I'm so sorry to hear that. That sounds terrible. And my hands were starting to hurt. 
and my my the two fingers on my right hand were starting to bend permanently, oh, wow. and they ached. So I I I tried to sell the business, and I had a buyer lined up, and she backed out at the last minute, and I was just done. I just had to stop, and um, I just told myself, you know, old dogs can learn new tricks. I was sixty four at the time. Oh. Goodness me. And um, I stopped sewing altogether. In fact, I have mm. a pile of stuff in the next room that I need to sew, and they've been oh. it's been sitting there for almost a year. And I can hear, <laughs> so, like, the sadness in your yeah. voice when you talk about it obviously was something that you really enjoyed doing. Oh, it was my heart and soul, and it fed my, my creativity and everything. And it was more than that because um, – you know, customers asked me, do you have, you know, slip covers on a shelf that I can pick from? And I said, no, it's in your imagination. It's in your mind. Mm. And they looked at me totally perplexed. So I showed them pictures of what other people have asked me to do. I said, you can have a skirt like that, or you can have a top like this, or you can have arms like that on your sofa. And, and, they, and then they'd close the book and they'd say, I know what I want. And then I draw it out. I had two forms. I had a blank form that I that I drew a picture of what they described, and then another form for all of the charges that to make that happen. And then I asked for half of the labor up front and all of the money for the materials up front in one check. Mm. And people would write an eight hundred to three thousand dollar check to me. For that over and over again for 10 years it's, plus more years it's definitely a good and, way to do business yeah and i closed it mm. <laughs> because it was taking its toll on my body and i just said no more. universe you support me okay and this is what happened are you sitting down yes i am <laughs> okay <laughs> I just went from day to day. I thought, hey, maybe I'll paint watercolors by the seaside because when I was in high school and college, I'd do watercolors and people would buy them right away, $50, $100, you know, right off my uh, easel. So I'd go, I went, oh, maybe I'll do that. You know, go to Italy maybe and sit by the, <laughs> eat cannolis and drink wine and Ooh, do watercolors. That you sounds know? like the last. That's what I thought I might do. <laughs> okay, but but guess what happened? Guess what happened? I had this, I had a dream that came to me at night and then it started happening every night. And then the same exact dream every night, which was bothersome enough, you know, it's like pestering me. I started also thinking of it during the day. And the dream had four words. It had imagination, intuition, awareness, and creativity. There's some powerful and words. Then the second, just those four words. No explanation, but just think about it, what I had been involved in. And I realized that, you know, when, when fabric would be back ordered and I'd have to rearrange my schedule when I guaranteed that a person's job would get done that week. And and the jobs in front of them, I couldn't do because the fabric is back ordered and I didn't have it to work on. Mm. You know, I had to I had to go. Okay, walk out into my from my office into my workroom, which was all in one building. 
Yes. And I'd go, okay, well, what should I do today to make everything turn out okay? And it would sometimes it would mean take the afternoon off. Sometimes it would say, uh, do this or go to a networking meeting or, you know, something. Mm-hmm. There was always some, a message. And I realized I was using my intuition in business. And that's a beautiful to thing. Have every, yes, yes. So here I, I was a kid, and I can tell you lots of experiences as a child with intuition. And I've, I've used it through that 35 years. Plus, I was asking people to use their imagination. And when they saw their finished slipcover exactly the way they described it to me in my office, months earlier they were blown away Mm. i mean the joy was just like they felt like they created it and i in fact i told them i said don't don't worry about me just you know i'm an elf and i you just put in your order to santa and man that's that's what you're gonna get yeah (laughs) yeah and and it worked all the time i had one man who came with his wife and i always encourage the husbands to come because you know if they saw that the slipcover looked better with a skirt on it and they wanted a skirt, they, they'd pay the extra $80 for it real quick. Where the wife would go, oh, I don't know if I should spend that extra $80. Well, if the <laughs> husband was there, it happened, you know? Yes. So, so, so this one husband once said, what if I don't like it when it's done? Mm. And I thought to myself, that would be impossible. That's what I thought to myself. That would be impossible because my my scale of excellence is higher than anything you can think of. But um, anyway, I just turned right to him and I said, I'll give you 100% of your money back if you don't like it. And he said, okay. That's and then when it was done, he said, I don't want the money. I want the slipcover. Thank oh. you. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. Because that dream was pestering me so much that I I said, okay, you know, I'll start working on it. So fast forward, I have a book that uh, was published the first day of this year, 010123. It's called Tapping into the Power of Your Intuition, Guidance to Reach Beyond Limits for Exceptional Results. Now, I got to tell you, Quinn, your intuition is different than my intuition, is different from the next person's intuition. Oh, absolutely. Okay? We, each, we each have our own, okay? And when I'm doing my spiritual uh, research along my own spiritual path, I'm learning that it really is connected to people's sole purpose, the intuition. Now, I'm a very, very practical girl. You know, if, it, if it's not something I can use in my everyday life, I, I just don't need it, Okay. Right. And I want things to resonate with each person or throw it away, you know, if it doesn't resonate with you, you know. Can I stop so you the there first... for a second? What led you to neuroencoding? Mm-hmm. Neuroencoding? I am a John Maxwell team member. Okay. And I learned about leadership through the John Maxwell team. And then Paul Martinelli sponsored Dr. Daniel Amen to teach brain health. And Dr. Joseph McClendon III to teach neuroencoding, one $3,000 seminar that I took and uh, studied for a year and a half and then stuck with them. And so I have the support of Dr. Daniel Amen, who's got clinics uh, across the U.S. where he's taking brain scans of people 
and has consolidated all the information and recommends certain diets and uh, exercise and social interaction and spirituality practice is in there too for keeping your brain until you're 100 years old or older. That yeah. definitely sounds like a good plan. Um, so can you yeah. tell me? Yeah. Can you tell me what what actually is it like? Once you've got this brain scan, what do you do with it? Okay, that's the brain scan and the research that I can draw on. And what it what it is is in twenty to thirty minutes, I can take you, for instance, as with your habitual thought that you you're stuck on something you're stuck on. Okay. And so say, say someone think, had a money block, is that what you mean? Or do you mean something yes, like trauma yes. or that sort of thing? Or it doesn't matter? Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's um, our brain um, is and our, our thoughts create our reality. So, um, for instance, my son was in, uh, was broadsided um, and the uh, EMTs, um, you know, used the big claw to get the door off of him and then put him in one of those things where they keep the neck really straight, so hoping that he doesn't get paralyzed, okay? So they sent him home at the end. He was okay. Yeah. But he was he was traumatized. Mm. So I... I because I, I, I've done this with my own hands, too. Right. But I used both his mind and my hands. So I put my hands and I asked for guidance from above for, to help me with this. And right where it hurt the, ba- the worst in his neck. And I said, now, Doug, I want you to do this explicitly what I say. His name is Douglas. So I said, Doug, you need to do this. Exactly what I say, okay? Trust me, dear. And he goes, I trust you, Mom. And then I go, okay. So I said, imagine yourself driving through that intersection and nothing happened. You drive through that intersection every day on your way to work. I want you to remember that you drove through it and nothing happened. Don't ever think the other one again and I lifted my fingers off his neck and I felt an energy mm-hmm. and then um, I like shook it out of me and then um, he told me he, it went away and it never came back wow that's pretty incredible so the th- the thing is is now I've learned to do this over the phone or mm-hmm. on a video call with anyone uh, with neuroencoding so um I actually ask questions, listen to your answers, ask you questions, and then um, there's a certain technique called a stigmata. Can you explain where that, what, what that is? A stigmata is um, a, a shock to your thinking. Like, okay. for instance, imagine... Um, um, you're standing in, in a room with the lights on, and all of a sudden the lights go out. Oh. And then they go back on again. Okay? That will reset your brain. 
Now, there's a lot of other techniques. This kind of reminds like me. Like I can make. Yeah. Of. of uh, yeah. So there's something else and I can't think what it was called or maybe if it is the same thing, I'm not sure. Where. Um, so you say sort of what the problem is or and then like someone tells a joke or to, to mm-hmm. shift your perspective on it. Is that right? Uh, and then right back again. Yes. And then right back on the problem again. Yes. Um, but instead of it being a problem, now we're focused on the solutions. And then, and then the person gets to pick what solution they want to work on right now. And then there's a follow-up, a call about a, uh, a number of days or a week later, however the person's schedule is, but not more than a week. And I think that's really important so, that you've got that follow-up too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't know. I mean, you know, I will never leave anybody in the lurch, ever. I'm just not like that. (laughs) So then how do the neurons encode the information? Like, what are the key principles involved in the process? What was your question again? Oh, sorry. How do do the neurons... In a crisis? Well... Yeah, let's let's say like someone's been through some sort of trauma. How do neurons mm-hmm. encode the information? Um, mm. mm-hmm. 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 Well, because I know um, now after I graduated from Michigan State, I spent six years in California in two major places, Southern California around Laguna Beach and Newport Beach, and on about another three years up in Carmel and Monterey. I, I studied anatomy there and also all the healing arts. So to answer your question, if someone's been through a big trauma, they're storing the trauma in their body, right? Of course. They're feeling absolutely. it. They're, yeah. Of course they're feeling it. So I find out where in their body they're storing it. And then a person has healing power in their own hands. Mm. And I can make them believe they do, okay? Yes. I can do something woo-woo like touch the screen right now, and I'm going to transfer the healing powers to your hands. They already have it. Yes. But I can trick them that way, okay? And then, um, and then I'll say, now put this on here, and then close your eyes. And this is after I taught them how to empty their head. I have something called an empty head uh, exercise, Ooh. and I have it in, in a one page, so yes. I can share that uh, for, for your um, to give away. Oh, that would be awesome! Okay? Yeah. It, that it's it's like the empty head exercise. <laughs> yeah. So what what it does is it empties your entire head of every thought, including the thought of doing what you're doing with the exercise. Okay. So so if I if someone's been through a trauma, I would say let's let's review the empty head exercise, and then I would empower their hands, and then I'd say now put your hands where you feel the tightest energy or the most pain. 
and I'd have them put their fingers on their own body. And then I'd say, now go through the empty head exercise and listen to me. And I'd tell them how they're being healed. So then with sort of the different sensory modalities like vision and hearing, do they involve different mm. neuro, um, sorry, neural encoding mechanisms? Not really. It all gets down to your thoughts, your repetitive thoughts. Okay. So for someone then, for that, instance, oh, go on. I'm I'm so I'm so practiced at this that when someone can walk right up to me and belittle the hell out of me. But I know who I am. They're the one that is hurting. Yeah. And or inquiring. Or inquiring about me. It ha that has no reflection on me. And a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. Um, they don't know that. I think that's so important as well. Often when people are, you know, making those negative comments, it's... Um, you know, sometimes can be a reflection of their own behaviors and, and traits. Um, yes, but when it's happening, do they, does uh, the, the so-called victim uh, have skills to deal with it? Not always, no. Because otherwise it's, it keeps, it's audible. It keeps, you know, repeating in your head because you heard it. And you go, oh, gosh, you know, my mom said that to me once or, you know, something. That was that teacher. She said that, you know, or something. Okay, so that's what I interrupt, that that association. So that you become a person becomes empowered to manage their own thoughts. And then as far as the... Um, neural encoding. Are there any sort of experimental techniques um, that have been used, um, such as single unit recording or fMRI? Um, it's really more, it, it really can be, you really don't need any other gadgets. Well, or apps positive. or anything. Yeah, it's a positive to do because it. it's something that then you can do over the phone and you're not limited by your location. Correct. Correct. And you don't you can do it in a crowded room. You can do it while uh, 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 a tragic thing is happening. And so you can do it through that. So say say something yeah. like um 9/11 where yeah you've had yeah. really bad you know trauma from you know an incident that's occurred mm -hmm. if if you're still mm -hmm. you know if it's sort of all around you and it's on the news how mm -hmm. does neural mm -hmm. encoding help with if, with overcoming those emotions well one session won't but through neural encoding, maybe two or three sessions, a little bit of repetition, um, you can 
a person will start to realize that they have a domain inside. They have agency of their own, regardless of what they're hearing in the news or what they're experiencing firsthand by being in it, in the, in the tra- traumatic thing. They know that, uh, <clears throat> you know, even if it's affecting them and all of a sudden, you know, because of the blast, their leg isn't working. They still know that, you know, they can think and they can um, prepare themselves for being rescued or being rescued or for dying there. They can prepare themselves because they have control over their thoughts. That's all that matters. And do you know now you know this? That there isn't anything that exists in reality that wasn't thought of first. Oh, True absolutely. So, so then right. Do you ever find that you get some people, and you know exactly what you said? It does come down to choice. So, do you ever get some people come in that are so resistant to the change, and walk out and not not at that place or ready to do it, because? I'm reading this book um, by Edith Edgar, um, The Choice. Now, that talks all about the choice and she's been through these, you know, horrific circumstances, but she makes that choice and, and that is the whole right. um, the whole idea yeah. of the book. Right, and in my book, Tapping into the Power of Your Intuition, I point out that the ability to choice is the only power that we have. Mm, so true. So true. And and that we can we can make another choice anytime and people learn from me that there are as many choices as there are stars in the sky at night. There's an infinite number of choices you can do. Okay? So you just try another one that's the most or the least harmful to your life. And then you try another one, and then you try another one. There's plan A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. You know? So you just, like... How many sessions of neuroencoding would you recommend? And is it something that, for someone that I've never even heard of it before, so is it something that you would do... I recommend threes. So there's another question. So you've asked me... Two questions already. This is the third one. Do you remember the other so, two? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so for, first, you, first, first, you can ask me. You know, can you tell me how you got to where you are now? Yes. With your business. And then the second question can be, what is neuron coding? Yes. Okay. And then so, the third question is, what, what did you just ask me? Um. What do I recommend in in, in in number of sessions? Okay. I recommend three. Three so, is a magic number. So okay. The, the Trinity, you... there's there's three all three of all kinds of stuff. And it helps in this case because um you're experiencing it firsthand in the in the first session <clears throat> and you have homework to what stay on of... that path. Okay, I was going to say, you what have, sort of homework would you the, suggest? The new thought, the the new thought path, the replacement thought path. Okay, 
So the second one is to make sure you're doing that and that you understand and uh, uh, troubleshoot um, what's stopping it from working, if there is anything, because it could be another thought that is bigger and deeper for the person. So when you say three and then, sessions... And then the third one is kind of a, um, you know, all wrap up and make sure you're okay and that kind of thing. Or go deeper even. That, and know, that was and going to be my question. Schedule. So it would be... Then we can schedule another one, you know, if if if, if the... If I if I'm resonating with that person and we're 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 really getting somewhere. Oh, that's great. So then they can schedule a fourth one or a fifth one or, but um, I I so I have on my calendly a a thirty minute a sixty minute and a ninety minute because some people are real quick thinkers and they'd rather do a ninety minute and get it all done with, you know. So. If, uh, and, and they're I, good at, and they're good at following directions and they they lead a, a big corporation you know those people would want like a 60 or 90 minute one where they can just check this off their list they're not stuck anymore you know I'm, so and other other people need you know the slow gentle you know. I normally try and keep this to 30 minutes so I will um, jump into the next question okay so okay. I um just wanted to or sorry maybe not question maybe overview just to confirm what you said so when you have the three sessions you have it all about the one topic so you wouldn't go trauma in one session and then money blocks in another session and then the final session wrap up it would be all on trauma for the three sessions and sort of work your way through that and then the fourth and fifth session might be you know, on money blocks or another topic? Well, yes and no. It's not, I don't prescribe anything. It's all custom, like the slip covers were all custom, right? So, so the first thing I do in every session is to listen mm-hmm. and find out where they're at. But in that, in that first session, we zero in and solve a problem. The second session, I make sure the problem was solved and and celebrate their results and listen again. Sure. See if there's more that they want to share. They have to come, you know, they, they won. They had a win with, with the first one. And in the second session... You know, they're verifying that they had that win to themselves, which is the most important thing. And then I'll listen again and say, you know, is there. They'll say it. They'll say it. Yeah. They'll say, well, yeah, but um, now this is a problem. Or they'll say. um, Give you those those clues. Could could you help me with this other thing? Yeah. Then if you help me with that, I'm getting that it's in my mind, but I'm not real experienced and exercise, you know, uh, adept at using my mind this way for solutions. Mm. You see, because most people are knee deep in their emotions about what's happening, 
and they're not working on, they can't set that aside to experience it, you know, by screaming into their pillow or something else, going on a nature walk or whatever. There's so many things you can do to uh, exercise your emotion so it doesn't get stuck in your body. And so just... And, um, and, oh, yeah. sorry, go on. And so then, you know, sometimes, you know, if, if it's only two and they're good to go, and then other people work with me for the better part of a year. Wow. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so then are there any action steps that, uh, I mean, you said you give homework. So what action steps would there be to sort of help further cement that session um, in the long term? They, they have a specific uh, replacement thought. So they were stuck in, for instance, an emotional response to what happened. Mm. And I've got them to break that off. Fantastic. And move it away from them. So, and and then have the homework is the new thought that serves them according to what they think serves them, not what I think. I'm absolutely fascinated so, by this topic. Um, I would love to have an have another discussion, um, but we do need to um, come to a close. So, did you want to um, tell me? Uh, our listeners, the social media, any social media links that you have or where they can find you? Um, yeah, they. Uh, I love answering this, these types of questions in the Facebook um, group called Pasha's Salon. Perfect. Um, and then uh, later on when, they st- when they've learned how to use their intuition more, um, they can graduate into the other Facebook group, which is uh, Intuition for the Masses. That's more of how mm. society is going to change. And um, by the way, it's already started changing. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. That, haven't you noticed that people, when you ask them, when you share an experience, instead of asking what, what you think, they say, how do you feel about that? Uh, yes, I think so, well, but I also think there are more people sort of waking up and and yes, less people definitely less people that are um, unconscious. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been such a pleasure. If for anyone that is wanting to find out more information, please check out Pasha's Salon. I'm Quinn Carnegie and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Manifestation, Motivation and Passion. I'm so thrilled you chose to spend time listening and would be even more grateful if you left a positive review. And if you found value, no doubt your family and friends will too. I'd love it if you share it with them. Thanks again.